Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. 
Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. What's going on, everyone? Joe to Cameron, John Rich. It is uh, 94 WIP. Great to be with you off and rolling this uh, Wednesday morning. We're getting closer to the Super Bowl. Still got a ways to go, but the Eagles obviously preparing this week and today uh, here in Philadelphia and then next week uh, out there. Uh, look, a lot of storylines, a lot of storylines. And we'll cover various storylines today with various guests. Um, Shil Kapati will join us later. Joe Banner will join us later. Joe obviously uh, hired Andy Reid. Uh, Rodney McLeod won a Super Bowl with the Eagles. He's competed against Patrick Mahomes. Uh, He will join us in studio for uh, about an hour and a half today. And Jaws will be with us as well. So big show on all those fronts. Plus, Tom Brady retired. We'll get into that. Sixers magic tonight. A lot to do all with you on the phone lines. 215-592-9494. Richard Rich. Hello, Joe. Cleopatra was not of Egyptian descent. I might have heard that before. She was Greek. Macedonian, to be specific. Yeah. Now, I think I because also wasn't uh, Napoleon wasn't French. Correct. Was that Corsica or something? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. So like bizarre, man. You know, you, you, you know, you run a whole nation. I mean, listen, George she Washington. She ruled Egypt yes. as Pharaoh for yeah. a long time. Remember, George Washington wasn't American when he was born. Yeah, that's true. Think about that one. You're right. Not People that. don't think about no, that. No one thinks about that. Yeah. Uh, that's why the hammer can be president, because if George Washington can be the president the of America, can't really be and it didn't exist when he was born, then anything's possible. All right, let's get to it. 215-592-9494. we got a big game coming up. And there's a lot to it, including how they got here, how the Eagles got here, and how they as an organization, the Birds, um, primarily through the leadership of Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman, um, man, they moved through a, a lot, a lot that went wrong, to say the least, two years ago and to an extent three and four years ago. I mean, a lot that went wrong. And, John, I, I am struck as the Eagles are about to play in the Super Bowl and I believe about to win it again with um, some, some whoppers. I mean whoppers that all of us as fans, no, I was honestly all of us, most of us as fans were wrong about, that the Eagles got right that brought them to this point that many of us were wrong about it, many twists and turns. Look, as sports fans, we get a lot right. And as sports fans, we get a lot wrong. I've been wrong, I'd say, probably two or three times in my life about sports. So it is possible. We get things wrong. Um, I want everyone to come to the table today at 215-592-9494 on sort of the uh, twists and turns of these last couple of years and, and how they got here and how like, – John, as if, for instance, because I've been trying to think, what was I most wrong about? And I think the thing I was most, you know, like in a certain spot at a certain time, what was I most wrong about, about this team? I was most wrong last year about Jalen Hurts and his ability to become what he's ultimately become. I did not see it. I did not see it. I thought Jalen Hurts. When you say last year, you mean 2022. No, 2021. I mean last season. 2021. I don't know, man. When, when, I can when, remember August hearing well, some stuff well, from you. That, well, that's what I mean. Up until this that 2020. 2022. Well, you know what I mean. From from watching him play in 2021 through when the 2022 season began. It was 
Offensive. No. I was a tremendous doubter. Offensive. Would you not? Listen, I'm, well, coming, I, I'm coming clean here. I was a I, hoper. I, I was a hoper. I wasn't <laughs> a true believer. I was a hoper, and, uh, I, you know, that was – you were very wrong. But I was you really wrong. You were not wrong. as wrong, not nearly as wrong as I have been. Okay. I mean, it's, it's a travesty how hardcore I went in on – Howie, yeah, you and really, you really did. Jeffrey, you really even did. combining them into Howfrey <laughs> and making them the bane of all existence. Yeah, uh, you know what that what the front office has done here is miraculous. It is it is like all time great. Uh, Jeffrey Lurie, look, I've always admired Jeffrey Lurie, and you were clear about that I, even when you were critical. You, yes, you but were. I felt like he was too involved, and and I felt like okay, wow, he's down at the Senior Bowl. What's he doing? You know, like like yeah. George Jeffersoning across this the the field at the Senior Bowl. Hey, it worked great, and by the way, he has become so informed through his involvement that he hired Andy Reid. Yep, he hired Doug Peterson. Yeah. he hired Nick Sirianni. Three coaches who took separate teams with different, cre- you know, different foundations, yep. all the way to the promised land. That is incredible, and and I felt like he micromanaged, like let your yeah. let the people you hire do the work. I think he does that. I think I think he toes that line, and he has Jeffrey has done a wonderful job. Howie Roseman has done an incredible job. Yeah. Howie Roseman should be once again executive of the year, and there I was. I don't know. Six months ago, oh, you were crushing him. Six John. months ago, I, nothing, nothing he did had the. Uh, I, I couldn't put the rose-colored glasses on for anything that he did because I believed that it would flounder, it would falter, and I was basing that on some some major points uh, of failure. You know, like Carson Wentz should be blamed more than Howie Roseman. I see that now. Right, and you know that was my point. I was clear about that. <laughs> Yep, and uh, well, I, I think time has you know played Shown that. that out. Yeah, I agree. And, and we yeah. all we all understand. Listen, that. we all got some stuff right. We all got some stuff wrong. It's just amazing when you consider the Sirianni hiring, some people's belief in Carson that went for too long, people's doubt of Jalen. Um, again, for me, it was because I liked the Jalen draft pick, and I was very clear about that at the time. I thought it was a risk worth taking, but after seeing him play last season, the twenty twenty one season, I thought. You know, he can be average at best. Like, he's, he might be average. He might not even be an average starter. Got to see on that one. But I, I saw no signs, none, zero, zip, of a guy that would be a star. I, I didn't see it at all. Well, I didn't see it we, at all. You're talking about a, the, the, the common thread for Howie and, and our quarterback, Jalen Hurts, is they've both dealt with adversity, and they've handled it. They did, and, and the way that they handle the way they handle things best is they just put their nose to the grindstone and yeah. they keep working. Howie was not afraid to adapt after he was basically caught. You know, Jalen after he was basically caught having to transfer, having to you know sit behind Carson Wentz, he decided that he would do better. He would keep working, and and yeah. you know the, I think that's I think they both exhibit a rare quality for adaptation, 
for just intelligence and yeah. and and application. Like they apply themselves because this means everything to them. And I do I I appreciate that so much. Well, it's critical. It's rare yeah. that you see that you see executives. Yes. It's rare that you see quarterbacks actually improve themselves. John, I agree. And listen, there was some derisive. I mean, I remember Tom from Abington, one of our really good callers. I mean, he he called Jalen for about a year. He called him uh, Mr. Intangible. Right. And and it was he was kind of mocking. He was kind of not he wasn't so much mocking Hurts. He was mocking the people that believed in Hurts. He's like, "Listen. Yeah, it's great that he's got all these intangibles, but you know, I mean, Tim Tebow had intangibles. He he, he couldn't throw the ball. And I, I knew Jalen was better than Tim Tebow, but I didn't think he was going to become someone when the Eagles faced the freaking Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. You could, like, sort of flip a coin between Hurts and Mahomes. I mean, I think I think Mahomes is better, but Hurts has closed the gap enough that it's it's at least uh, a, a reasonable conversation. James, and again, I want to hear from everyone, 215-592-9494, because I guess in a lot of ways what we're doing here, and I think we're now uh, 11 or so days before the Super Bowl, we're trying to basically c- condense what was like two to three years of WIP Sports Talk Radio conversation into a four-hour show. Because these are all the topics we talk about 2021, 2020, to a certain extent 2019, that we talked about on and on and people complained about. And it's like, well, let's just lay it all out there. What did we get wrong? Seltzer, what's your number one? So I'm the I'm like the converse of you in that, you know, I believed in Hertz last year, all offseason. Like I was, I believed in this kid. I was like, I'm not betting against him, all that. But when he was drafted, I thought it was the worst pick in the history yeah. of the sport. Like, I couldn't believe Same. that they drafted You were out guy. of your mind, I James. was so angry. And yeah. a part of it, to, to the Richie thing, too, is I was really angry at Howie in that moment. And I think anything Howie was doing, I was looking at it with an eye of, like, you know, uh, ready to pounce on it. Yeah. But but I thought it was was crazy to take the guy with the 53rd pick when you had just paid Carson Wentz. You just gave him a contract. Right. It made no sense to me. I was wrong. I've said it before. Yeah. I was so wrong. When you look back at the history of Wentz, they knew more than we did, and I, I am convinced to this day that, that that was part of the reason they took Hertz is because uh, they no knew question. Wentz and, and they could see what was coming. Listen, I've told you guys a story. I'll, I'll say it again and then right to the phones. Uh, someone I'm friends with uh, had talked to one of the five best quarterbacks in football. And, again, one of the five best quarterbacks in football. Blast it, Carson Wentz, to a friend of mine. Blast it. Blast it, Carson. And this was after the 2019 season. And this one, let me get hold on, let me get this right. This was, yeah, this was after the Seattle playoff game, right? Like that this, general yeah, after, time. After the, yeah, they went nine and seven. He had a good December, but he, he really, see, I think what people misidentified, I'll just say this on the Carson thing. He struggled from September to November. He finished 2019 strong in December. They won the four straight games against four weak NFC East teams. And people were like, oh, Carson had a good year. And I thought he was average at best, finished strong, started bad for a while. Anyway, bottom line is a quarterback said to a friend of mine, just just crush Carson. And that's why when I heard that and the Eagles drafted Jalen, I was like, no, this is actually making some sense. If people around the league are saying stuff about this, about Carson, then the Eagles certainly know some stuff. Therein lies part of why they drafted Jalen. But a lot of people couldn't say it. All right, let's go to the phones, 215-592-9494. Obviously, Eagles Chiefs squarely on the table. We're not pushing that aside in any way. But um, let's sort of uh, – Look back at how they got to this point and how much they got right that so many people doubt it. Yeah, they had their missteps. The Justin Jefferson thing will live forever, and it's a shame because he's going to be a Hall of Famer, and he's going to go in as a Viking, and he's never going to be an Eagle, and, and it is a shame. But, man, they got a lot right, including the hiring of Sirianni that was dramatically doubted. 
To the phones we go, Joe and Mayfair. Good morning, Joe. Well, good morning, Joe. Good morning, John and James. And unlike you, just like you, Joe, I don't get many things wrong. And um, I actually believe the team would get to the NFC title game this year, not Super Bowl. So I was wrong for that. Yep. Um, when it comes to this regime, the only thing I think I said that I was wrong with is I didn't think our linebackers were good enough uh, to stop the run. And how we fixed that by getting two huge defensive tackles to rotate because Davis wasn't healthy. Um, I think that definitely well, helped a lot with the the rotation of the defensive line, being able to, to rest your vets and not have them play 80% sure. of the snaps during a game, I think was huge for this team. But how we got to this point to me is they were accountable, everyone in that locker room. And I mean by that is I think this year they only had two games with two or more turnovers. And I believe only two games where they had those stupid, dumb penalties uh, throughout the game. I think they won the game against the Colts. But mentally, this team got to this point because they were mentally accountable and they held everybody accountable in that locker room to where they played pretty much mistake-free football. I think 17 out of, nine, and out of 19 weeks, I think that only the Redskins game, I'm not going to count the Cowboys game with, with Minshew, but I think the Colts and the Redskins game were the two games where they just weren't mentally prepared to play. Am I missing any other game? Probably not. No, they were sharp, man. I mean, they, they – yeah, I think, you're, I think you're on point there. I mean, it's the false starts, the personal fouls, the hits out of bounds, just the dumb plays. This coaching staff, this team – came together as a team quicker than probably most of us thought they could. And they did have, they do have the right mix of veterans and free agents yeah. and, young, and youth where it's, it's, it's like the baseball locker room. You got to bring up a couple of young players and a couple of uh, free agents and it's a great mold. And I'm just very, very happy for the organization. And, you know, when we go through with other teams in in our city, you know, I'm hoping though this other, other teams follow the Phillies and the Eagles lead of, of of this because yeah. it's, it's a great feeling. Two judge- straight seasons, guys. I mean, it's been a phenomenal ride, and we're not going to lose this one like we did to the Astros. We're going to beat the Chiefs. All right, man. Love it. Appreciate it, Joe. So, you know, John, let me go back to something he said in the very beginning of that call. I was talking about the linebacker stopping the run. The Eagles – okay, so two, they had two divergent paths here. They mm-hmm. did something they don't normally do, which is they paid a linebacker a lot of money, but Hassan Reddick's almost like a defensive end. He rushes the quarterback a lot. They moved in many ways to a 3-4 defense. So that's sort of a different category. But with T.J. Edwards, John, they did what they always do, or almost always do. They have a super cheap linebacker on a rookie contract. The difference this time is the guy actually could play. Alex Singleton couldn't really play. Nate Gary couldn't really play. Mm -hmm. T.J. Edwards was the perfect addition for the Eagles in that spot because he was cheap and he was good. And, and I'll tell you, I'll just say this, John. I'll be very interested to find out what the Eagles do this offseason with T.J. Edwards because they did pay Nigel Bradham after the Eagles won the Super Bowl in 2017, and it looked like Bradham might be gone. He had a really good 2017, really good, especially after Hicks got injured. And Nigel Bradham was in there every play, and he was he was the leader in the middle of, of the linebacker group. They paid Nigel Bradham. I would tell you, John, it didn't really work out once he got paid. And, right. and I'll be fascinated. Now, he was older. To, to be fair, he was older than T.J. Edwards currently is. I'll be fascinated to see if the Eagles are willing to pay a linebacker. And T.J. Edwards is probably going to get, you know, $25 million, And are the Eagles going to pony up for that? Or is he bye-bye to a different team? We'll find out. 
215-592-9494. But what we know is he's certainly better than Manny Moe and Jack that had been here before. Because they had so many, you know, just ham and eggers out there. I think they have to hang on to him. Uh, and, and the linebacker position has been problematic for quite a while. I mean, this is going back to Andy Reid days. No this question. This is going back to, you know, Joe Banner, who yeah, we'll have on the show later. Yeah. They, I, I always had a problem, and, and maybe this was because I got to see it face-to-face. I mean, literally face-to-face. Right. The linebackers who we were bringing in always felt like they were undersized. Yeah. And, you know, the, the front office had this idea that linebackers had to be able to run with backs and tight ends first and foremost. And anchoring in and, and being big enough to stop the run right. was not the priority. Matt McCoy, Simino. Nate Wayne. Yes. And, uh, and I got a Dehi- chance to De- feel De- those guys. Dehani Jones. I felt totally. how easily they were covered up because I was practicing against right. those guys. And so this was an ongoing saga. I expected when we signed Hassan Reddick that because he was, you know, 235 pounds, because Kaiser White was 218 pounds, right. that it would be more of the same. But this season was different. These linebackers, and, and and I think you have to give some of the credit to Jonathan Gannon for properly utilizing yeah. these guys, but they hit. They finally hit yes. with undersized guys who could run with those backs and tight ends, but they could also anchor in. They could set an edge. They could blitz. Think about that. We've got guys who can actually get home right. when they blitz. We've we've never had that in recent memory. No, I agree. So I it's agree. Finally coming together. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. There's a lot that we all got wrong. Uh, what stands out to you? Let's go to Leo. Leo, you're on WIP. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, it was a pleasure meeting you guys at Parks a couple weeks ago. John, thanks for signing that jersey for my wife. She really enjoyed it. Oh, it's going to start off her new collection. That's awesome. Uh, Is she disappointed though that the jersey's devalued now that Richie's signature's on it? <laughs> <laughs> no, Joe, she's not. Okay. Stop it. Uh, as far as what I was wrong about, just like James, when they drafted Jalen, I had such anger and denial in my heart that I carried it all the way till training camp this year. I thought for sure we weren't going to win more than nine games. And as each game progressed, he checked another box, another box, yeah. another box. And this kid has made leaps and bounds into a quarterback that I didn't think he was capable of doing. Especially when last year when they said he couldn't read defense, and it yeah. seemed to me last year he was watching, uh, he was wasn't making his progressions to his reads. Now he's, I, I can't get enough of him. I yeah. just can't get enough of him. He's really, really progressed. Well, he has. He took it personally and made changes, just like Howie Roseman very clearly took it personally. He, everyone in this town was all over him, and they got better. They applied well, themselves. They worked hard. They got better, and and. Like, that's that's all we ask. You know, I got to tell you, Leo, the thing from last year to this year that I did not – I mean, because I knew Hurts had the athleticism and could run, and I just can't believe how he became on time with his passes this year. Because I thought that was the biggest thing last year that he was not good at. He wasn't on time. No, and he he worked so hard at it, and it just shows that, you know, he's taking receipts, and guess what? At the bowl this year, he's going to cash on him receipts in and show everybody that he's the quarterback <laughs> and he needs to be. Time to cash in the receipts, brother. All right, Leo. Hey. Love, oh, appreciate it, man. Love the call. Let's go to Jeff in Wilmington. Hi, Jeff. Guys, what's going on? Hey, Jeff. Hey, um, Joe, did you sit on that information that your friend told you from the quarterback who thought Carson was crap and not say anything to no, the rest I, of us? I, no, I said that on okay. the air 
two or okay. three years ago. I've, I don't. I've probably said. I've probably that. said that. I've probably said that on the eight, eight, eight to ten times, including back then when I first started. I, yeah, I don't. I don't know what I'm. Yeah. What I'm getting at is, I there's still so, there was still so much doubt about uh, Jalen. Even I guess after they drafted him, I I wasn't really. It didn't bother me too much because I figured, all right, well we're getting a really good backup. I mean, the guy plays for Alabama and Oklahoma. I mean, how bad can he be? Well, but but, but well, here's the thing on that though, Jeff. A, a lot of those quarterbacks haven't amounted to much. I mean, a lot of them. I mean, Alabama yeah. is such a machine. You know, you can put a dude in there, and he's got literally 10 five-star players around him on offense. I mean, a lot of those Alabama quarterbacks amounted to nothing in the pros. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. Um, all right, well, that's cool. Um, what I was sort of wrong about was expecting the team to blitz more in the beginning of the season because, like I said before, I – I'm kind of old school, but I'm more of a progressive. I don't want to see the Bud Carson-type defenses or the Jim Johnson. That's kind of – that doesn't work too much anymore. But then I started realizing, like, man, these guys are getting to the quarterback, and we're only blitzing one guy every now and then, like, besides the – you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Like, I, I, I was all over I, – I was kind of like, wow, look at the, just look at what they're doing, and it, I guess it's working. So Jeff, I think uh, there's a few things that a lot of people um, – just kind of don't get about football one is blitzing a lot is not necessarily good and right. and two is that receiving the ball to start the game like if, if like last week and jeff appreciate the call john last week and i think you were there for this portion of the pregame show i could be wrong but there's a portion of the pregame show so we're doing the show james me and john are doing the show glenn's there ike's there i mean there's different people in and out at one point howard was there a couple different people um and at one point uh with the crowd right there uh, Glenn's like, uh, you know, uh, who wants the Eagles to kick off? And no one comments. <laughs> and then it's like, who wants the Eagles to receive? Yeah, get the ball, <laughs> right? Now, by the way, they did get the ball and they did score. But he- here's my point to everyone that's like, get the ball. If I told you that there is evidence over one year, five years, ten years, that kicking off gives you a better chance to win the football game, like hardcore empirical evidence which there is i don't know the number but there is evidence why would you want you know like let's take the thing that gives me a 48 percent chance to win instead of the thing that gives me a 52 percent chance whatever the numbers are but people are like, yeah i want the ball i mean john sometimes i mean like i'm not trying to like take my finger and put it in people's eye today we've all been wrong about some stuff but that's one that baffles me because there is literally evidence that getting the ball to start the second half gives you a better chance to win the football game than getting the ball to start the first half. I guess. <laughs> I, just... I mean, it's it's hard for me to swallow being an offensive guy. I always wanted the ball first and to set the tone and go down and score, and I loved the way it all transpired in this last game, but it's just not what we do because the, the numbers back it up, and that's something that this front office has been – unafraid of you know going against the grain yes it's almost like they pride themselves in setting a different standard and then eventually it's you know other people sort of follow suit they do listen we're, I, we're set we set the standard in so many ways think about it we're designing plays our coaching staff designing the the push the butt play that uh everyone right. in the world then gloms onto and and they well, run they that even, too they don't even do it as much as they should the other teams but yes they eventually will and some do i think the thing about analytics and the eagles obviously lean heavily into it it's such a dirty word 
But when applied properly, it can be such a good thing. Like I've said before, the, the, you know, the Yankees with Babe Ruth, you know, you can say, well, they used analytics. They didn't even know the word. They batted Babe Ruth third. You know why? Because they knew he'd hit a lot of home runs. And they knew that a guy or two could get on before him and it'd be a two or three run homer. To me, it's common sense. See, that's the thing about analytics that I get frustrated about when people try to decode it. It's, it's actually just the application of common sense. If you have evidence that says you have a better chance to win a football game by kicking off to start the game than receiving to kick to start the game, is that analytics or is that just common sense? I, I just think it's common sense. 215-592-9494. we got a big uh, show on tap here today. Show Kapati at 11. AMA, by the way, at noon. Get those questions in. What do you want to know? Ask questions, probing questions, whatever you got. Facebook, Twitter, and the text line. Three ways to get involved in the show. 11.30 for AMA. So Shield 11, AMA at 11.30 today. Joe Banner at noon on the hiring of Andy Reid, the whole deal. Rodney McLeod, 12.20. Jaws, 12.45. Your calls throughout the show. Joe DeCameron, John Ritchie. Eagles and Chiefs, if you didn't know, they're going to play each other in the Super Bowl in about a week and a half. How cool is that? On 94 WIP. All right, Jenna Cameron, John Ritchie, 94 WIP. So if you missed the news from about two hours ago, Tom Brady retired. Tom Brady retired. And, John, I don't think there's, I mean, at least from my end, not, not much doubt that this is at this time. Look, different people have different reactions to watching him play in, in that playoff game, especially in the second half. I, I thought he looked like um, – really more than I'd ever seen him. I thought he looked like a beaten football player. I thought he looked like a guy in the third and fourth quarter when he just had to he had to keep getting up off the ground. He kept getting knocked down. He, the teammates stunk. He stunk. And I thought, man, this guy might retire because he just he didn't have it. Um, so anyway, look, there's a lot that goes through my mind upon Brady retiring. I'm grateful for his career. I know a lot of people around here won't be. I enjoyed watching the guy play. I do think he retires as the best football player of all time. I think it's a little – it kind of stinks for a guy like Montana that the rules are so different in Brady's era than Montana's era. There's no doubt in my mind that's a huge part of how Tom Brady got to the age of 45 as an active player. You know, there's no way he could have sniffed 45 under the old rules. There's no way. You, you can't – you can barely touch a quarterback these days. Harder to build a team, though, in Brady's era. John, James, I hear you. I mean, what he did in a salary cap age. Now, he, he ended up taking less money in the back end of his career, couple contracts, and that helped his team have a few extra bucks for sure to spend money on others. But I'll just say this, and then, John, I'm going to turn it over to you, and we'll play some audio of Brady announcing his retirement. I'll just say this. When I grew up, and I grew up in the 80s into the 90s, there's a lot you think about in sports. Like, I, I wonder if we'll see this. I wonder if we'll see this. Maybe someday someone will do this. People used to say, like, 70 years ago, anybody ever going to run a four-minute mile? People conceived it. Then someone did it. I never conceived, John, the concept of a quarterback coming along and winning seven Super Bowls. It, it was not something that, that I could think in terms of. It, because Montana and, 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 uh, and Bradshaw had gotten a four. And while Bart Starr had five championships, you know, in the Super Bowl era, four was the top number. I, seven, not possible, except it was because this guy did it. John, Tom Brady retired. Your thoughts? Uh, look, there's a lot has been made of the uh, Bill Belichick without Tom Brady is not Bill Belichick. Yeah. 
initial uh, returns were that Tom Brady could be Tom Brady without Bill uh, as his coach because he went and won it all. Uh, You know, that I do think last season sort of made you rethink that too. Uh, Now, a lot was working against Tom Brady. You know, the the injuries, the the O-line was decimated. They didn't commit to the run all season long. They they weren't able to, you know, be a diverse offense and everything was on his shoulders. It's uh it's sad the way it all went down, but ultimately I think he realized that time caught up. You know, yeah. we thought that he would somehow elude Father Time and continue to do so. Last year it was clear that he wasn't he wasn't the same well, no uh, physically. And he couldn't, because he wasn't protected, he right. wasn't getting any benefit of the, the doubt on top of his, his flagging physical abilities. Yep. He missed on a lot of throws uh, this past season. Uh, you know, we, we saw that up close, uh, you know, toward the end of the year. And it, it was just not very Tom Brady-esque. But I do think it's important. I think yeah. it's important that people remember they were both best, both Tom and Bill Belichick, when they were together because they are both incredible. They Tom are. Tom as a player, yep. Belichick as a coach, and that's why they won seven. It's not just Tom. No question. That that Those teams were so well coached. Yep. I mean, the, the best th- that you could find, and uh, they both deserve a lot of credit. I think Tom also deserves a lot of credit for, for doing this, for, you know, being clear cut and deciding and and being definitive by this retirement yeah yeah but he does look a little ridiculous after retiring 12 months ago i mean he does he just does last year i think there were extenuating circumstances where it was almost like he felt obligated to prove people wrong again uh because they jumped the announcement and put it out there before he wanted it out there and it was but he was going to announce he was going to retire we think yeah, I don't think he retired because people announced he was going to retire. I think he retired because he was going to retire. I think he didn't retire last year because spite. people announced that he was going to retire, and it was another opportunity. I don't to know, maybe get maybe the goat I of simp- people get simp- the better of, of people's expectations. Real quick, we didn't say the most important thing in this whole Tom Brady thing. Nick Foles. The Philadelphia Eagles will always be the last team to have beaten Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Let's never forget that. Yeah, but you know what, James, which is kind of a bummer. He won a Super Bowl after that. But I think that actually only adds to the greatness of the Eagles' win because it wasn't like the end. They were still great. Yeah. They beat them in the greatness era. Yeah, I, I, think, I hear you. Know. Hey, let's hear the audio of Brady announcing his retirement, then we'll get to the phones. Um, here's Brady today. Good morning, guys. Uh, I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured I'd just press record and let you guys know first. So I won't be long-winded. You only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year. So uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me, my family, my friends, my teammates, my competitors. I could go on forever. There's too many. Um, thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. Love you all. all right, there's Brady. Retired. So one question, John, for you and James, and then right to the phones. John, are you a Tom Brady fan? And this is for everyone. Are you a Tom Brady fan? Uh, I, 
because I'm a yes. I think I, I know think I know that that's be... dirty around here, but I'm being honest. I I like watching that's the guy play. That's a difficult question. I am a Tom Brady. I, I believe in his approach and his process and his work ethic. I love that stuff. I love the fact that he made himself the greatest football player of all time. Uh, I am not a fan of a lot of the extra stuff. Uh, you know, because he's so competitive, I think it turns his opponents off. It turns his teammates on. And, you know, Ross brings up a great point when he comes on. Every single player who's ever been Tom Brady's teammate, they all adore him. No one has a bad thing to yeah. say about the guy. He is the ultimate teammate. I appreciate that part. But I hated playing against yeah, him. I notice that's not a yes or no. That's a, that's a walk-around answer. <laughs> I appreciate right, think what about he it. did. Think about it. I'm, but I can't say I'm a fan. Okay, I mean, so I, I, that's, that's I, a no. I appreciated what he did. I was not a huge fan. All right, fair enough. Look, that, that question's on the table for everyone, including also a lot of conversation about the Eagles, Eagles and Chiefs uh, next week, and, and obviously a little uh, retro aspect uh, on uh, the last couple seasons uh, and how much we were wrong about on so many fronts with the birds. It's got a, and by the way, also some audio we'll get to this segment. <laughs> it's an amazing thing if you don't know. Andy Reid fired Nick Sirianni a couple years ago. 10 years ago when he took over the Chiefs. We'll get to that audio shortly of uh, Sirianni talking about it. Let's go to Tom in Abington right now. Hi, Tom. Yo, fellas. How we doing today? Great, Tom. Ding dong, the witch is dead. The witch is dead. <laughs> Ding dong, the witch is dead. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the witch um, has seven rings, uh, about a billion dollars. Uh, yeah, good know. riddance. <laughs> it, it's good to get rid of him. I am not a fan. I can't stand the man. Let's move on. There you go. All right, so uh, what was I wrong with about this squad? Um, well, if I were to sit here and list it, you guys would run out of show. Uh, <laughs> I was pretty much wrong about everything except one guy, just one guy. And I'll tell you what, fellas, when the Eagles come out and lay a beatdown on the Chiefs in two Sundays, and make no mistake about it, they are going to lay a beatdown on this team. Jonathan Gannon deserves an apology day at WIP. I agree with you. Good. I agree with that. And yeah, he's, he's the one guy I was correct about, amazing. I feel. Yeah, he, he really got dragged through the mud, man. Uh, it's uh, It was foolish. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally didn't get it. And it went all the way up to the playoffs, too. Like, it oh, it did. It, 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 I agree with you. I agree did with you, that. Tom. Did you guys see that the PGA scheduled a tournament the same weekend as the Super Bowl? Well, they always do. It's 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 the Phoenix Open is always out there on that weekend. Uh, yeah, I know, but what, wouldn't you shift that? To no, 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 because they they want the whole they want the whole shebang. Tom, I know. Gosh, it's got to be five or six people have already told me they're going to both events. Like people mm-hmm. people eat that up because that's the one that's the one PGA event where the crowd is permitted to be rowdy. That's okay. the one where they have that famous hole where everyone will throw beer. It's ah. like it gets it's a it's an absolute party. It's that it's... rowdy golf crowd. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I was just mentioning real quick to, to James when I was talking to him. Um, so I was talking to a Dallas fan, one of my patients, and uh, you know the fan said he, he was like, you know, you're peacocking, you're you're cocky. The Eagles are going to lose, and I said to him, I said, listen. If I can't peacock right now and be cocky right now about this team, when can I? Yeah. Well, listen, that's true. I mean, look, be however you want to be. You want to be cocky, be cocky. I feel confident about the Eagles' chances, really confident. Probably too confident, if I had to be honest, because – I don't know. I, I, you know, 
I don't think we're too confident. Uh, I think what we've watched this season was was dominance and and the best roster going and and yeah, this is the best team, so it won't be as obvious and and clear cut the win. You know, it 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 might not be over at halftime like it was for the first two playoff games this year. But I don't think it's I don't know, like overstepping to believe that this Eagles team is better than the Chiefs and that they will win this game, not necessarily in a tight, you know, like that, down to the wire match. I mean, that's what I feel, John, but I, I also feel like it could be a 10 point win. I do, too. I mean, I, I do, too. But I also know it's a small line and I know Mahomes is Mahomes. And hey, we have to give away today a Philadelphia Eagles. It's a Philly thing. Uh, beanie hat, a Philly thing beanie hat. Now, uh, back on this day 10 years ago, the television show House of Cards debuted. Obviously, some uh, some notable characters from that show, and it got us thinking about who's the best television. You know, we've talked about best television characters uh, through the years, and, of course, you go back to, the, you know, some of the old days. You, you know, you're going to get all the classics. Right? You're going to get the Fonz. You're going to get Archie Bunker. You're going to, you know, all, all, all that stuff, right? Um, but what if we made it more modern times? What if we made it uh, TV shows since just 2010? I mean, literally just the last 13 years. Um I don't know. I don't know what the best TV show character of all time is in, in those in those years. Um, John, what is it? I want to hear from everyone. 215-592-9494. Who is it? Yeah. John, best TV character since 2010. Yeah. And by the way, one clarification. This is just my personal opinion. Characters like Bart Simpson that have been on since 2010 but also existed for 30 years before that, they're not going to win. You want to yeah, say it? Yeah, no doubt. You can say it if you want, but you, you, it's not going to win. Because, you know, Bart Simpson was going for 30 years before that. John talked to And me. he's also not quite as popular as some of these newer characters. Yeah. Like Tyrion Lannister. That's Tyrion a huge Lannister one. Tyrion Lannister would be almost impossible to vote against. So I feel, you know, obligated yeah. to remove him. Uh, Peter Dinklage is awesome. Tremendous. And the character is just so fascinating. I do think he was the best character in Game of Thrones. I do. Seltzer, talk to me here. Yeah, man. I'm doing what Richie did. There were Tyrion's one of the two that I thought was just a lock winner because of how important and how big they were. I mean, what's my name? Heisenberg. Yeah, yeah. Walter White has to be uh-huh. taken off the board. All right, so you guys, you guys just go top of the line. I, I get it. All right, so we'll now find I don't out. know what wins, though. Now well, it's no, wide I, open. I like that. So other than Tyrion and Walter White, best character. Look, I'll give you one that's not a haymaker answer, but it is one that is a great character. Uh, and I think he's the best character in Yellowstone. And that's Rip. Rip's a great character. And I'll tell you, John, and it always makes me feel uh, kind of ashamed when Amy says it because Amy from Villanova has a line about Rip. Rip's this, uh, you know, John, you've seen Yellowstone, right? You know the deal. Yes. So for those who don't know him, mean, he's this big, tough dude. Uh, he's a good-looking guy. And Amy from Villanova's line is every woman needs a Rip in their life. How does that make you feel, Joe? Small, insignificant, worthless. Did, did you tell her that? She, I think she says it because she knows it. it, 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 it. <laughs> Does Listen, she feel like she's influencing you to be more like Rip? Is she trying to change you, I think Joe? she's trying to imply that I am nothing like Rip from Yellowstone, and it's her way of kind <laughs> of— There wasn't much implication needed you know, there. Like, I mean, it just does not make a guy so feel good. So this hurts good. you. 
A little bit. When 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 the woman oh. you're with says every woman needs a rip in, in her life, it, it makes you feel inadequate. I'm going to be honest. You're clearly not a rip. That's tough. I am not that a rip. That is tough. All right, yeah. give us a great answer. Uh, best TV so show. So who is her rip in her life? I guess there's not one. Maybe is it's it, just is you it making guess you try and well, become, you know what, damn it, maybe there I, is. Wait, wait, maybe I am rip. Are you trying to become maybe. more rip-like is the key? There's, is this, is this yeah, you know, what, forcing change? What steps change? are you taking right. to become more rip-like? Everybody settle down. This conversation is going way too far. I don't like it. Let's go to the phones. Let's go to uh, let's go to OG Wade and Chester. What's up, OG? What's up, fellas? How we doing today, man? Great, OG. Wade, you were right about Hertz. I'll say that, and I'll be interested to find out what you think you were wrong about. But you were right uh, about Wentz, me, and me, you were right about Hertz. Let me let me let me let me give you some knowledge without college here. This is for all the listeners. Okay, <laughs> it ain't a damn thing that I've been wrong about at all. And I'm sorry to say it. I mean, I hope God don't try to punish me for it, but he made me this way. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm just, I, I don't know. I'm just that good. You know what I'm saying? I'm almost praying for somebody to please prove me wrong in something damn that I say on this damn radio. Well, let me, I mean, okay, wait, let me, wow. I, so there's years. nothing? Wait, let me ask you a question. No, I, wait, 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 wait. Wait, I don't remember every twist and turn of what you said, but I want to ask you this one. Were you a fire Howie guy after 2020? Absolutely not. Y'all know I wasn't. I mean, because see, mm. I, I see, I see this game from a. I think that man that walks the earth, we are the ones that make life difficult and sports difficult. This thing is real simple. So let me just give you this here. This is for everybody that don't know football, and I'm not throwing shade at you. If you look at this Super Bowl in particular, who has the better O line? I think we Between do. the two teams. Yeah, the Eagles, though. Okay. Yeah. Right. So that means we're going to win that line of scrimmage there. Who has the better D-line? The Eagles, though. Okay. So that means we're going to win the, the line of scrimmage on the defensive side. Who has the better run game? Uh, the Eagles, though. Okay. Who has the quarterback that don't turn the ball over? Well, the Eagles do on that, but I do think the Chiefs have the better quarterback. But to answer no, your no, question. No, no, but hear, hear me out, though. Just hear me. I'm, okay. just, I'm, I'm really being serious about this. By the way, this by the way, you're being so, ser- you're being serious while basically saying you're on par with God with sports opinions. <laughs> I mean, well, wait, as cocky goes, this is honestly listen, probably the cockiest call I've ever heard. Who's my man? Me. You gotta understand who God is. God is the creator. Okay, we are all guys in our own right. You know what I'm saying? So, you can attest to those elements, those four elements that I just gave you right there alone. If you achieve those four things, you would win every game. It doesn't matter that Patrick Mahomes is over there because guess what Patrick Mahomes do? He turns the ball over. You see what I'm saying? When you can't run the ball, when you're losing the battle at the line of scrimmage on both sides, there's no way you can win them games. There's no way. All right, Wade, give me a great answer. TV show character last, uh, you know, 13 years. Uh, O.G. Wade. Oh man, he is really he Holy is cow. he is. I, I John, was that the he cockiest for himself? Is that the cockiest call we ever got? I think so. Yeah, that was outrageous. He said he's never been wrong, and the TV character, the best TV character in the last ten years, is him. <laughs> <laughs> and there was some God comparison in there somewhere. I couldn't quite follow it all, but uh, yes, he also said that he was God. <laughs> Let's go to Tom and Clearwater right now. Tom, you're talking to mere mortals. We are not God. Hello, Tom. 
Don't worry, I'm not going to be that cocky. I don't think anybody could be that cocky. Ogie Wakes had a new a new bar there today. Holy mackerel. Uh, How could you be yeah. cockier than that? Not even the hammer True. can reach to possible. reach that height. Yeah. Woo. How are you guys doing today? Good, Super. man. Excited, Tom. We got, a, we got a Super Bowl coming up, man. I'm excited, too. I found out last week I got to go watch the game, and I found out about an Eagles location here where Eagles fans go to watch football games. I got to watch the game with about three, 400 other Eagles fans. That's great. Nice. That's really that awesome. Was, that was awesome. It was fantastic, and the result was even better, and I'm hoping for the same thing next Sunday. Did you have Would grouper? Really nice. Huh? Did you have grouper while you were watching uh, the Eagles? I had grouper. I've eaten grouper so many times. <laughs> yeah. wow. I, went, I, went with, I went with wings. I just went with the traditional wings. There to you have go. Okay. Yeah, whatever beer. works. Yeah. Um, about what you, uh, you guys were talking about, about things you, were, uh, you think you were wrong about. Yeah. I was wrong about, I think um, – I, I didn't I didn't think that they made the right move when they bought Brandon Graham back. I thought that maybe he was done, his career was over, and um, I mean he was he's not the same player that he was before, but still he made a lot of contributions. He, he has. was a leader. Yeah. I he thought he was I thought he was overpaid, Tom. It's yeah, I thought that they probably made a mistake given the amount of money he was being paid. I thought he could con- still contribute, but I thought they paid him too much, and they obviously didn't. They're in the Super Bowl, and they're probably going to win it. Tom, give Very me a tough. big answer. Great TV show character since 2010. One more thing. I don't know if you've seen this yet, or James can find it for you. There is a picture that's out there circulating now. I saw it on Facebook. Uh, before the game on Sunday, it's Joel Embiid standing next to Kevin Hart. Yeah, it's, I know. I've terrible. seen it. It's, it's tremendous. You've seen it? It's great. It's great. <laughs> Although yeah. it's, it's probably um, the second best thing before the game. I'll tell you the other in a moment. TV show character, what is it? Uh, this is one I really like. I don't expect it to win because I don't think you guys will vote for this character, but Lucifer. Uh, you got it, man. Tom, appreciate the call. So, you know, something else that happened on the field before the game, and I didn't see this video till this morning, but it's pretty funny. Maybe you guys have seen it. So, uh, Jerry Rice is out there. Obviously, the Niners were in town last week, and, you know, Rice, you know, one of the greatest Niners, one of the greatest. He was their honorary captain. Okay, there you go. Yeah. One of the great football players of all time. So, look, there's probably only so much a crowd can get on Jerry Rice. I mean, he is – He's pretty much revered universally. And seems like a great guy. And he seems like a good dude. Okay. But, I mean, he's representing the 49ers at the NFC Championship game with the Link. So, I'm sure, John, some people were giving him some business before the the game. So, he's on the field. So, he does something, John, that's – I mean, it's a boss move. This is a boss. Jerry's a boss, man. This He's is not going to take. All right, James, have you seen what Jerry Rice did? Yeah, I saw it. Boss move, John. I didn't see. He pulls out of his pocket like a little bag. All right. Uh-huh. What, I mean, a little. I don't even know how to describe it. Like a little thing that's holding things. He then reaches in. A satchel. Call it a satchel. He puts on a Super Bowl <laughs> ring. He reaches back into the bag. He puts on a second Super Bowl <laughs> ring. He reaches back into the bag. He puts on. Another Super Bowl ring. And basically, he's just showing the fans, like, these are my rings. Yeah. These are my rings. Jerry Rice was awesome, man. (laughs) It is a great move. All right. Now, speaking of a can't argue. Speaking of a boss move in a different way, if you're an NFL head coach, you're the boss of a of a team. And as such, you gotta hire a lot of people. And from time to time, you gotta fire people. A lot of people listening right now might not know. And I'm not making this up. Uh, Nick Sirianni 10 years ago was fired by Andy Reid. Okay, he was fired. Except he wasn't actually like fired by Andy Reid. The decision came from Andy Reid and someone else informed him. So the backstory is when Reid was after Reid was fired by Lurie here, Reid within a couple of days gets the Kansas City job. This is back in uh 
Well, right around this time of 2013, like January 2013. Yeah, it would have been, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So it's like 10 years ago. And uh, Sirianni had been on the coach of the prior uh, coaching staff. He was really young. And Andy Reid wanted to come in with his people. And so it was time for, according to Andy Reid, for Nick Sirianni to be fired. Sirianni was asked about this yesterday. He relays the story of being told that his services were no longer wanted. Uh, hi, Nick. Um, uh, I was wondering, um, it, obviously Kansas City was important to your career. and You mentioned your personal life there a little bit. Um, you talked about it uh, a, a while back, but, you know, when you when Andy came in and you got to meet with him, do you, do you remember uh, what went on in that meeting? And did you try to pick his brain as far as, you know, what kind of coach he was? Yeah, that that probably wasn't the time, so I didn't get a chance to there. It was kind of uh, more so, um, you know, just kind of receiving my fate there. Uh, of you know, he he had a guy. Um, he was, I, you know, I really re- admired that he he pulled me into the office and and asked to meet with me and 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 uh, and and told me, you know, face to face that you know he had a guy, but had heard good things about me, and I appreciated that and uh, his honesty, his you know, his ability to get to me as soon as he possibly could so I can move on and, and find another job. Um, and so I, I didn't, I didn't get a chance, uh, to, to pick his brain at all on anything like that, but, um, got a ton of respect for coach Reed and, and who he is as a person and who he is as a coach. Uh, his record speaks for itself, but I mean, you talk to anybody and, and, and they think even higher of him as a person. And so, um, do I know him all that well? No, but, uh, you know, have a high high amount of respect for him. It's pretty wild, guys. I got to imagine in the 56 prior Super Bowls, there's not many examples, maybe none, of one head coach that fired the other head coach. I mean, it's got to be rare. By the way, full candor, I, I misheard that yesterday. I think I just heard it differently. I thought yesterday when I heard that, he was saying a guy, someone else, informed him he was being fired. When I just heard it then, John, you get it that a, a guy, a random guy, said come meet with Coach Reed, and Reed's the one that actually fired him. That's what I think I just heard there, right? I yes. think so. That's that's what it sounded yeah. like. Yeah. It was a little confusing because he references a guy, but I think he's saying the guy pulls him in with Reed and then he talks to Reed directly. Pretty wild though, John. One head coach fired the other head coach. Yeah. That's incredible. Uh it is. It is. And was the who was the coach that he got fired for? Was it David Culley? I mean, I have no clue. I bet it was. I bet it was David. I, th- I thought initially maybe it was Greg Lewis because Greg Lewis has been with Andy for, you know. I don't know that Sirianni was the while. receivers coach in KC. We'd have to look that up. I mean, he was young, man. Yeah. He might have just been I mean, an yeah. offensive quality control coach. One of those guys. Like yeah. yeah. But anyway, it's just pretty wild. If you did not know, Andy Reid did fire Nick Sirianni uh, 10 years ago. 215-592-9494. I had a lot to react to today including the twists and turns of the Eagles the last couple of years, how they've arrived at this point, the Eagles and the Chiefs, the game. Plus, Shil Kapadia joins us next. Joe Cameron, John Ritchie on WIP. Hey, let me tell you about PI Dental Center. With decades of experience in complex dental treatment, and I've been a patient of PI Dental for 20 years, over 20 years. My mom had a patient there for over 30 years. They're the best at PI Dental, the best. Dr. Glenn Wolfinger, Dr. Robert Slough, they're board-certified prosthodontists, and they specialize in the restoration and replacement of teeth. Originators of the Teeth in a Day, a revolutionary treatment that delivers fixed teeth on the same day as the implants are placed for dramatic transformations in one day. If you've been struggling with your teeth, whether it's for the last month, the last year, or perhaps most of your life, I'm telling you, PI Dental Center can help you. Uh, If you worry about how you look, your smile, how you chew, maybe some pain, 
maybe even self-esteem issues, get yourself to PI Dental Center. PIDentalCenter.com to request a complimentary new patient evaluation. That's PIDentalCenter.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 